Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. How are you today? Well, we are reading stories to the kids for devotion for a while. It was something we used to do in the past, and I'm reviving it again. And we're reading Guide's Greatest Mystery Stories, edited by Lori Peckham. And today's story was written by Kenneth Wilson. Chapter 6, if you have the book, you can read along, though I don't do the whole story because of time. But here we go, $20. That seemed like a huge amount of money to 12-year-old Fred, and this was back in the day, so it was a lot of money. Again, the bank teller counted the bills, looked at the figures written on the deposit slip. Yes, you are $20 short, she said firmly. Your father must have made a mistake in counting the money. Tears welled up in Fred's eyes. No, he didn't make a mistake. I'm sure Mother counted it too. I know the money was all there. Fred watched as Miss King counted the money again. It's no use, Miss King said. I've gone through them three times. And then I'll check it once more. But it just didn't check out. Was the money in a sack? Mr. Bates, the banker asked. No, Fred answered. The coins were in a paper bag, but the checks and bills were in the deposit slip between the pages of the passbook. I had it all in my jacket pocket. Hmm. There was no use. Fred rode the mile and a half home, looking carefully in the grass, weeds, and gutters along the way, but there was no green paper of any kind to be seen. Mother met him at the door as he rode into the yard, and she listened sadly as he told her the whole story. Freddie, there's just one thing to do, Mother said. Jesus knows where that bill is. We must pray and ask him to help us find it. Just then the phone rang. As soon as Mother hung up the receiver, Fred asked, What did he say? What happened? What was it? Well, a man found a $20 bill on the bank steps, Mother exclaimed. He put it in his billfold, feeling lucky for finding so much money. But I thought you said the money was returned, Fred interrupted impatiently. Well, I did, Mother said. But this is how it went. The man took care of his business in town, started home, but he didn't feel right about the bill. Suddenly, the thought came to him that the money probably belonged to someone who had gone to the bank. So he went back to the bank, found Mr. Bates, and asked, Has any depositor reported a shortage this morning? And of course, Mr. Banks told him about you and the $20 bill. Oh, mother! Fred was so happy he could hardly talk. It certainly is an answer to prayer. Yes, I agree, said mother. And so Fred and his mother knelt again in the kitchen to thank God for answering their prayer. And I'm telling you, God can do the same thing for you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for these wonderful stories of courage. You know, we all lose things and it really does help us turn to you. 
you know where everything is. And sometimes we've just lost our way, Lord, and you can help that uh, come back to us too, that we refocus on you, that we become reset. And uh, we know that trials serve to make our faith stronger. Be with us today. May we learn the lessons that you would have us learn. All this I pray in thy holy name. Amen. Ta-da! Arts and crafts. So we're talking about money. And I've put in my Pinterest site under on the board called Guide's Greatest Mystery Stories. I've put how to make your own unit because remember I couldn't find any unit studies on pack rats. I could find some on rats though so you could easily adapt it or you can make your own and encourage your kids to do it as part of their English language requirements or I don't know I think it's so great to get the kids actively involved so the moms and dads aren't there scrounging around trying to figure out what to do but the kids develop their own unit studies and uh, so money is because we have it everywhere money's a great unit study I put a money unit study there and but I also put some ideas for building your own unit studies that you can do across any subject so have fun learning curriculum corner. So today we're going to talk about the ELA standard or expectation of helping our children learn about inference, uh, that they have the ability to make inferences to support comprehension. And there's many different types of inference. Inference refers to the process of deriving logical conclusions or making educated guesses based on the available evidence or reasoning. So it, when you think about it that way, you take the existing knowledge or the pattern. And I, uh, I like to work with the analogical inference a lot. For example, I tell these Fritz stories to lots of different groups of children. And then I'll ask, one story, for example, was Fritz falls in this garbage pit. And at first, you know, he loves it down there. He eats all the scraps and it's spongy and he plays with papers and pieces of tin foil. But, you know, eventually he gets lonely. And, of course, his family's terribly upset because he's lost. So after I get done telling the story and I'm not going to tell you all the story because I'm writing the book and I want you to read the book sometime but I asked the kids you know what could Fritz represent and the last time I did this there was one little boy he wasn't sure but he goes could Fritz represent us well there's an analogical inference there yes and the the garbage pit you know, is earth. We're wallowing in earth and we love the scraps and stuff for a while, but eventually our hearts turn towards our master. Fritz got lonely for his master. And I was so happy that one of the kids could figure out the inference. What was I inferring to? What was the inference? So when you're thinking of uh, English language, you want kids to be able to make inferences it helps with their comp comprehension so you can even take 
like a cartoon such as um, SpongeBob. SpongeBob, there's a lot of inference to more meaningful thoughts and analogies. And you can use this then with even the fun things they're doing. You can help them learn about inferences to support Questions parents ask. Well, Rebecca's asking, what math follows Algebra 2? If you're on the Saxon track, it's advanced math, which is pre-calculus. If you're just on a plain track, it, it would be calculus. Uh, and then in all of those, there's usually a little bit of trigonometry. But if they conquer calculus by the time they're at the end of their high school experience, that is absolutely wonderful. I like to throw in a consumer math there because I want them to be able to write checks, balance a checkbook. I know that sounds kind of old-fashioned, but you need to do that even if you are having everything online. You still need to be able to make sure that your income is not less than what you're spending. Simple as that. So, on the uh, regular high school track, it's Algebra 1, Geometry, Algebra 2, and then Calculus. This question comes from Jenny. I, my boys will be 10 and 7 in a few days, and we're in a winter rut. It can be winter. It can be summer, spring rut. It's, it's a rut, and we need a project. We're usually very active, but all they want to do right now is screens. I cannot say it enough, screens are addictive and don't let your kids become addicts before they've even gotten out of school. I don't want to ever, ever see anybody as an addict, but the screen time set up as an, as an addictive thing because they want you to spend a lot of time, they want your attention, so guard, guard your children's minds. Well guys, if you have any questions, if you need free consultation, I have a staff of seven teachers that would be happy to talk to you. And you can call me at my corporate number. I can steer you in to just the one who you should talk to. The corporate number is 301-824-3162. Or you can call me at, I mean, write me at myhomeschoolcompanion at gmail.com and we'll get right back to you. Our, our efforts are here to love and support homeschooling families, but you might have a question in your child's in traditional school, we'll still answer that one too. And these are all confidential. They're not the ones we put on the air. Well, we're going to talk to Kanai Washington. I love to talk to young people. This young man is on fire for Jesus and is with the organization called Go Therefore. We'll be right back. You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. mrgmediaministries.com. I am here with Kanai yes. Washington. I'm you know, doing that little question mark, Kanai Washington. We've interviewed you before, but it's been a couple of years, so it's nice yeah. to catch up to you. And we're going to talk about your ministry, Go Therefore. And you can go to the website, go 
gotherefore.org. It's kind of spelled out G-O-T-H-E-R-E and the number four. Yes, yes. Dot org. So kind of set the stage as far as your background, like um, your childhood. You don't have to say your exact age, but I just want my listeners to know that he's probably mm-hmm. young enough to be my grandson. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us, Kanai, what, uh, what was your life like growing up? Mm-hmm. All right, well, my name is Kanai Washington, and uh, I don't care. I will say my age. I'm 19 at the moment, and um, my childhood, just starting off, uh, I wasn't born into the church, but I praise God that I came into the church at a very young age. Uh, my friends, parents, they took me under their wing, gave me Bible studies, and uh, as being a little kid, I was very intrigued, and I was like, you know what, I want to go to church. I was about nine at the time, and so uh, I've been, I went to church for a few times, a few times, a few times, and then it became a habit, and then, Lord and behold, fast forward, me and my mom were getting baptized on the same day, so I praise God for that, and then from there, it's it's been history. It really has been history, but that's just a little bit about my childhood and uh, upbringing. Yes, and, you know, of course, uh, someone of my age, you're still, you know, in your childhood. You're in the, what we call, emerging into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because you are uh, at that tender age where the decisions you make on a life partner, the decisions you make on a career. So let's talk a little bit about how how God has led you through that emerging time from, let's say, 17 years of age to her to 19. Oh, wow, that's perfect. So at 17, I joined this ministry called uh, Go Therefore. And I think it was actually when I was 16, but I was just about to turn 17. But I joined this ministry called Go Therefore. And I would just say to sum it up, I've grown exponentially uh, spiritually um, as a result of me joining this uh, ministry. And it's been a huge blessing. Um, we've done so many things. Um, you know, when you interviewed me two years ago, I was 17. And so we've grown a lot. And uh, one of the things that we did back then two years ago with my ministry called Go Therefore, we would just do, you know, little series at a little series at our local church. Nothing big. But then over the course of time, we're learning, we're growing, we're learning new things. And now two years, now two years later, we're a uh, partnering with churches and we'll get into that in a few minutes but that's just uh, a little bit about what has the time lapsed between 17 and 19 now yes and uh, along that way you know with success comes some pitfalls mm-hmm. have you identified what they could be or um, mm-hmm. you know someone may be coming up uh, on a similar path what is the thing you need to watch out for the most mm-hmm. I would say for me, this is me personally, whenever I'm not, whenever I'm out of tune, out of sync in terms of my walk with Jesus, I notice that the person that I am, I'm not the best version, the best person that I can, the best follower of Jesus, the best follower of Christ as I could be. So situations that may have presented itself to me, I could have handled it in a lot, in a, in a better way had I stayed close in proximity with Jesus as I could have been. And I say this to people all the time, you know. Often in life, the things that discourage discourage us wouldn't have discouraged us had we stayed in close proximity with Jesus as we could have been. And so for me, the one thing that I would say I struggle with a lot is uh, patience. And I've been asking God to help me to be more patient, to be more compassionate, to be more sincere, to be more genuine and authentic. And so that's what I would 
that's how I would answer the question. That, that's a very good answer. I suppose there's all different kinds of pitfalls. Mm -hmm. I mean, with your journey, you have become, at some churches, probably even idolized by the younger kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, does that change you at all? Um, no, it doesn't, it doesn't change me at all. Um, it makes me happy that there's someone, you know, that looks up to me and, you know, as an, as an example, and I can set that example and ultimately just lead them to Jesus. Hey, you know, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because of Jesus is because of the Holy Spirit working upon my heart. You know, that's a, that could seem like a pat answer, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Now, two years, I can tell you that you've had some I, I can tell you that even if you don't want to recognize it in any two-year section of our lives we can look back and see we had some challenges mm -hmm. so what has been your challenge since the last time I interviewed you oh man my challenge definitely has been finding answering the answering the question why am I here why did God put me here what am I on this earth to do that's the question that I've been I've been trying to answer, and I praise God it's been answered. It's been answered with this ministry that I'm a part of called Go Therefore. So that's what I would say. And uh, it would be nice if every one of us, by the time we're 19, could figure out what oh, yeah. why we're on this earth. So right. when someone's, uh, you know, like maybe you deal. Well, I should ask this question: Do you ever find yourself in a counseling role where someone's asking advice from you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just had a friend call me, actually. He asked me for some advice in terms of, you know, speaking and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, sometimes people do call me, and I have people that I've graduated high school with I still keep in touch with. And just because I have that relationship with them, they're willing to, like, you know, uh, ask about spiritual things and ask about God and questions and stuff like that. And I'm happy that, you know, God has put me into their lives so I could share the gospel with them. So do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? Well, that is the goal. That is the goal. I believe that, you know, my niche and why I'm put on this earth to do is to be a communicator of the gospel, uh, the spoken word, spoken word gospel. And um, so that's what I believe that what God has put me on this planet to do. Now, of course, it looks different for everyone because God, he needs bankers, he needs lawyers, yes. he needs accountants. So he and he needs preachers as well. Yeah. He needs uh, sanitizing engineers. Of or course. You know, housekeeping. He he needs us all. He absolutely does. And uh, so, as you look for uh, ministry opportunities, are you going to actually further your education in that area, or are you going to just let the Lord take you and use you as a, a humble spreader of the gospel? I would say, as of right now, the second answer to use <laughs> the Lord to use I didn't me. Word it very good, but. <laughs> no, I totally understand what you're saying, but yeah, I'm still prayerfully considering in terms of my schooling and those next steps for my education goes, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that, you know, it's very important to get a good education, so I'm a firm believer in that, but as of right now, I'm just sticking to doing uh, my ministry, go there for ministries full time. You are, you are young, and it's all right to just really listen to that still, small voice. You know, God often speaks to us in a still, small voice. Agreed. And uh, do you, that being said, what about relationships? You're 19. Have you had a, a serious relationship? Yeah, so I'm actually in a committed relationship right now. I've been 
uh, in a relationship for almost two years. It will be two years in October. And um, she is, I can confidently say she has helped me become a better version of myself. And um, she's, uh, she's a reader. She's a reader. She's a studier. And she pushes me to spend more time with Jesus and to read more and to actually dig into Scripture because she would ask me questions all the time. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't know the answer to this question that I should know the answer <laughs> to. But, of course, <laughs> we don't know everything. We don't. But, yes. yeah, so. Well, every partnership, and, of course, I'll talk about my marriage, uh, there's usually someone who is the front person and someone who's doing a lot of the work in the background and someone who is concrete in their thinking process and very analytical and sequential boom 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 and then someone who is more uh, abstract random and thinking and kind of outside the box and more adventurous and so it's all right you know i think god made us that way that's why we're a completer right we're a completer of them and they're a completer of us. So I wish you the best of luck in your relationships. That is a, a journey that is very precarious. And so that if you found someone who is grounded in the Lord, you have the same values, praise the Lord for that. So exactly what are you planning for the future with Go There For? Can, can my listeners uh, book you? Can, they, can you come to their church? Yeah, of course. So... Um just briefly about what we are, we're title of the ministry is called Go Therefore. We're based out of the Great Commission found in Matthew 28 when Jesus said to go therefore and make disciples. And so one of the things that we do is we partner with churches for an extended period of time. And so rather than coming into a church, doing a series, and then leaving, we want to take the time to get in the trenches, get in the nitty-gritty uh, with the church, and teach everyone how to be more mission-minded in their day-to-day lives. And so we want to go out into the community, get our faces known into the community, and um, do that for a couple of months. And then over the course of time, to kick it all off, we'll do a reaping event where we reap all the seeds that have been sown and planted throughout the upcoming, throughout the uh, years and, and months. And so that's just what we do. And if anyone would like to book us, they can uh, visit our website, which is gotherefore.org, or they can um, give me a call. My phone number is it's 941 348 four two five seven and my email is kanai k-a-n-i at go there for the number four dot org so that's how and you can reach us yeah and uh, are you a non-profit can they give you a donation mm-hmm. yeah so we're a 501c3 we're an official non-for-profit and yeah they could give us a uh, donation we take venmo we take cash app we uh if you visit our website we actually have a donation page where people could uh, give us a donation and we take checks and all kinds of things. And that's really, you know, the Lord is sustaining you through that. Do you have uh, an upcoming appointment with a church that you could that you might want to share on the air? Mm-hmm. So at, at this moment of recording, we're partnering with two churches. Uh, we're in the Tampa Bay area, so we're in a church uh, in a place called Port Charlotte, and we're partnering with that church for a year. We're also partnering with a church in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, so... These partnerships have recently just started, and we have an upcoming appointment um, in about in a couple of weeks from now at the time of recording. So, yeah. Yes. So if you're in that area, please look up Kanai. Look him up. He'd love to meet you and just say, well, I heard, I heard about you on the radio. I heard you about, about you on Homeschool Companion. Well, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for being with us. I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.